Welcome to the Blonde Bible Podcast, a podcast that helps you transform your life. Each week, I solve your dilemmas, I help you go from fear to fierce confidence and living your best life, as well as interviewing some of the most successful and inspiring leaders of this generation. I do one-to-one confidence coaching, weekly YouTube videos, and I've created a confidence bootcamp ebook to help you manifest your dream life. We all have the ability to excel in life, and this podcast is going to help you get there. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Blonde Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Ella Ringrose, and in today's episode, I am so excited to bring this to you. This is a beautiful episode where I'm interviewing the beautiful Selena, who is an amazing soul and the founder of Recloseted. Recloseted is a consulting company for sustainable fashion brands, and I had no clue about the fast fashion industry until about a month ago. And my entire life, I have never been a big consumer of fashion since a very young age. I've never been into fashion. I've never been one who goes, buys tons of outfits. Like I barely ever shop for clothes. Um, but, but when I started getting into blogging and YouTubing and I, got, I started getting sent out a lot of free items, I was like, this is amazing. This is so cool. But I actually didn't know the story behind all these big fashion brands and the dark side to the fashion industry and how damaging it is for our landfills and our environment and it it really really I wasn't enlightened at all so I really wanted to get her on the podcast to educate you guys and maybe you can think again before you order off these big consumer sites like Pretty Little Thing and Boohoo and Zara and all these huge big consumers that are you know, not paying their workers enough and everything like that. So in this podcast, we are going to be discussing a little bit about the fast fashion industry, how you can start your sustainable fashion um, journey, how to convert from fast fashion to sustainability, as well as how to cure your retail therapy and, you know, stop your shopping addiction and how to place that in other things, as well as just educating yourself on the, like the wages that the garment workers are getting. And just so you know, like what brands you should be supporting and that charity shopping is the way to go and all that good stuff. So without further ado, I really hope you guys enjoy this podcast. If you do, make sure to give it a screenshot and pop it up on your Instagram story and tag my Instagram at Blonde Bible Podcast. I love you all so much and I will talk to you in a minute. Talk more about this and educate everyone. So yeah, thanks you for having me. No worries at all. So do you want to give a little backstory on who you are and what got you interested in this and everything like that? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Selena and I'm the founder of Recloseted. And I kind of started out similarly to everyone else, I would say. I used to be a fast fashion consumer. So I used to shop at stores like Zara, Forever 21 and Mm H&M. And, you know, I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, and there's lots of nature and mountains. And that's just something I really like. So I've always been very conscious about like turning off the lights and taking transit whenever possible. But I had no idea that my clothing choices were having such a negative impact on the environment. And I was Mm -hmm. just so ignorant, you know. And so what finally allowed me to open my eyes was watching a documentary called The True Cost. And I highly recommend. Yeah, if you haven't watched it. I haven't. No, I haven't watched it. But I was looking at your posts and you were saying The True Cost movie made you like really like it gave you a complete insight and really opened your eyes to all of it. So I'm going to have to watch it. Is it on Netflix? Yes, it's on Netflix, so definitely check it out. And I'm going to say it is definitely heavy, so mentally (laughs) prepare yourself. 
but yeah it's it's honestly the reason why I opened my eyes and I it shocked me when I watched it and I was kind of in denial because it's kind of weird to think that your t-shirt or your jeans have such a big impact but it really does Mm -hmm. and so I just researched everything I could get my hands on because I just felt so ignorant Mm -hmm. and yeah and when I asked my friends um, none of them knew about it too so I thought that you know, more people should talk about this. So I started Recloseted. So yeah, High Level, it's a consulting agency and we're really dedicated to writing the harmful fashion industry. And I believe it's really important to deal with consumers and also businesses to collectively change things. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, on the consumer side, we do a lot of awareness raising through social media. I also have a podcast called Recloseted Radio. And I, yeah. I've actually listened to them. I really like it. I love your voice. It's very relaxing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Your voice is great too. I love your accent. I'm sure you get that a lot. No, thank you so much. Um, But I wanted to say real quickly, I only really realized all this stuff about a couple of months ago I started following a girl her name is Keelan Keelan Moncrief and she lives in Dublin and she really just shows the harsh facts because I think it's something you could easily turn a blind eye to like you know if someone was to say you could be like oh you know it's not a big deal I'm just gonna keep shopping at like these fast fashion industries but just learning the hard facts it's really freaked me out of how serious this topic is and this issue is it can be really easy to get overwhelmed when you first get into it but you just Mm -hmm. have to remember baby steps are great and you can't go from zero to 100 right away Mm -hmm. so just chip away at it and remember that you're not alone in this I think sometimes you can get a little bit you know overwhelmed and maybe a little bit depressed about the state of the world and what's going on but you just have to remember that we're all in this together and more people are joining the movement so yeah Mm-hmm. completely completely so I wanted to ask if like you could give some just a little insight on what exactly these clothing clothing items are doing to the world so like fast fashion industries for example I'm sure you know like pretty little thing and like boohoo and everything like that are would be like really big fashion fast uh, fast fashion industries at the moment like what is it exactly that they are doing to the this earth yeah so they're doing quite a bit and it's going to take a long time to get really in depth so I'll do an overview Mm -hmm. high level I think the main problem is just the amount of clothing that they're producing Mm -hmm. and like because of that amount of clothing a lot of it's also getting sent to the landfill so maybe if I take a step back and talk about the overview of the fashion industry that might help so if we start at the yeah so if we start at the very very beginning every single garment comes from somewhere so be that a plant an animal or chemicals and so if we talk about a wool sweater for example the wool comes from sheep and that sheep you know was grown it was fed it was given water it was given land to graze and then it was sheared for its wool and then Mm -hmm. you know after it's sheared then someone put it together so there's the whole labor and garment worker side of things as well And, you know, when you watch the true cost, you'll see that a lot of people aren't paid ethical or living wages. And so that's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then when the garment's made and we're buying it, so online on like Pretty Little Thing or on Boohoo, we're conditioned to only pay a certain amount for like a sweater or a T-shirt. And because we only pay, let's say, 15 or $30 for it, we kind of only wear it a few times and we're okay with it. Um, And then at the end of life, 
we typically just donate and a lot of things that are donated are ending up in our landfills because there's so much stuff or it's being shipped over to other countries and they don't really want our junk either. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of impacts. There's the material impacts that are having an impact on our planet. And then there's definitely the whole human rights issues with the garment workers. And then at the end of life, where is it all going? And a lot of this stuff is going to be rotting in our landfills for centuries to come. So yeah, it's it's a lot of impact. Wow, it's it's honestly crazy because I think it's not like not enough people know about this at all. Because um, to be honest, I only started learning about all this, and it's kind of all become from like the influencer culture of uh, you know wear an outfit once and then throw it away you know like you never wear an outfit twice for like Instagram and things like that and I feel like with this whole social media world that's why it's becoming so fast yeah 100% yeah and I mm. and I get it like I used to be like that too right like oh Mm -hmm. I Instagram this I can't wear it anymore but I think (laughs) you know what like it's all about how you style it like if you get a basic white tee you can wear it literally in every single post and no one would be the wiser if you have fun with it and you style it a certain way and I would say like for special occasion things like if you're going out with friends or if you're attending a wedding see if you can borrow someone's stuff too right because it doesn't make sense financially for you to go out and buy something um so borrowing from friends or even thrifting is a good way too Oh, thrifting. I've started getting into it. Like in the charity shops, you'd be surprised how much amazing things there is. Yeah, and as well, totally. like swap shops. Have you ever done yeah. them swap shops with like friends? Yeah. So we closeted, we host community events and we've done clothing oh, swaps do and it's great. Yeah. Because we're diverting away from the landfill, right? So it's super uh-huh. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So can you give me a little bit of backstory on recloseted itself and what you do? Yeah, 100%. So kind of like I was touching upon at the beginning, consulting agency Mm -hmm. dedicated to writing the harmful fashion industry. So the consumer side, um, yeah, I talked about the podcast, but I also wrote an ebook and it's called The The Guidebook. Handbook. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that. It's so cool. I love the way you talk about like retail therapy and how to convert that into something else because like buying tons of things, like paying, like just buying so much instead, you can convert that into something else. Yeah, 100%. And I, it's like, literally, I wish I had this handbook when I was first starting out, because to your point, like, there's so many facts and figures, and it can get so overwhelming. So my goal was to centralize it all in one place, talk Mm -hmm. about it in a way where people could understand it, and then also make it digestible. So yeah, I honestly wish I had this. And it was never my intention to write a book, but it it just kind of happened. So that's crazy. Yeah, totally. Is it long? um yeah it's 192 pages and about oh, wow. 34 congratulations words. yeah thank congratulations you. I'm gonna have to get it straight after this <laughs> yeah maybe we can get a code for your listeners actually we can talk about this after I think that might oh, be cool yeah that'd be cool but that's um, that's amazing I love how passionate you are towards this um because obviously it is a very big issue um but I love that you're very calm about it as well you know some people can I'd say could be really aggressive about all these things um and just trying to like force it upon everyone Mm, yeah and that's kind of the tone in the handbook too because I'm a firm believer in educating and giving people the facts and then with those facts they can do whatever they want with it I don't Mm. want to tell people what to do I'd rather empower them with the information so that they can make their own decisions based on their values 
I adore that. I really do love that because I find sometimes in today's society, if someone's told to do something, they're not going to want to do it. <laughs> it's yeah, awful. 100%. But um, I wanted to ask is like, would you give any pointers? Like obviously your book is going to give you the rundown, like the, the hard topics, but would there be any advice on how we can become more conscious clothing consumers, like besides thrifting or um, would you just say stop like shopping in these fast fashion brands? Yeah, there's a lot of things you can do and definitely the handbook talks more about it. But the first thing you can do is just buy less. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing I did. Like I did a no shopping ban for six months and it was super hard, but it was Mm -hmm. so eye opening because I I realized how many impulse purchases I was doing and how many, you know, aimless knickknacks I was buying. So if Mm. you consume less, that's the first thing you can do. And then I think moving forward, just being very mindful with what you bring in. So making sure that you actually do love it and it's part of your personal style and maybe you're supporting a local sustainable brand that you believe in. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think just like talking about it also uh, and sharing this with your friends and family because more people need to know about it. Oh, 100%, 100%. I mean, I, to be honest, I've never been big into fashion like I genuinely have never been one to buy clothes like a ton I would go like clothes shopping maybe once every three or four months (laughs) um which I do like but I do have some friends where they could just like literally order like parcels from Pretty Little Thing every second week and just come to their door um and things like that which is crazy but I do admire that I like that and I'd love to start like doing swap shops and everything like that um that's a really cool way of incorporating it but I was gonna ask do you have Depop no, I actually don't have Depop, but I, I want to get on it. And also Poshmark recently launched in Canada too. So I'm really excited about that. Um, mm. And maybe just going back a quick thing, not just good for the environment if you stop buying or if you do swaps, but mm-hmm. it's also good for your wallet. So oh, completely, completely saving, to do it. saving the bank, <laughs> save it on travel and everything like that. Um, but I want to ask also is how to convert like your fashion addiction slash like retail therapy. If like, would you have any pointers on how you can stop you know always splurging and like converting that like pleasure to something else yeah so I talk about this in the handbook there's a specific section on the shopping addiction and I recently Mm -hmm. also did a podcast episode that I can send to you but high level yeah yeah you can link it but high level it's all about I I I studied psychology as a minor too but it's all about taking Yeah, it's all about taking the reward and diverting it. So, you know, when you buy something new, there's kind of that high you get, but then the next day it's gone. Yeah, it's like always purchasing it. Like people think it's the feeling they want. It's not actually the item. Like they'll be like, oh, I'll be happy when I have this. It's not actually the pure item. It's like the feeling and reward it'll give you. 100%. Yeah. Mm. And so my recommendation is to find what else will give you that feeling. And so for me, like I talked about at the beginning of the episode, I'm really into nature and being in nature. And that really relaxes and calms me. And what I noticed was that I would stress shop a lot whenever I was, you know, overworked (laughs) at work or whatever, I would just go buy stuff and Mm -hmm. therapy myself that way. And it was so vicious because, you know, I'm spending money, then I have to work more, like all that stuff. So yeah, just making sure you notice what the triggers are and then what you feel after and try to divert the habit into something else so instead of buying something new maybe you can have dinner with your friends or something like that like trying to swap the activity for something else 
Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. And I saw it was 2,720 liters of water to make a t-shirt, which honestly blew my mind that like, I, I don't even understand how that's like possible. Yeah. So uh, just for your listeners, so what Ella is talking about is that's the amount of water it takes to make a cotton t-shirt. And I talk about this in the handbook too, but cotton takes a lot of water to produce. It's a very thirsty plant and not a lot mm-hmm. of people know that. And 20, uh, 2,700 liters to put into perspective is about three years of drinking water for one person. And oh yeah, yeah, that and in areas of the world, blowing. yeah, where there's like not clean drinking water for people, it's ridiculous that we're making more cotton t-shirts because that's I feel like that's the last thing we need. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's really freaked me out. That's 3 years of drinking water for one yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. And like cotton is like probably the most popular material there is, like when it comes yeah. to clothing companies, like pennies. Do you have Primark? Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have Primark, but I am familiar with it. Yeah, Primark's oh definitely fast goodness. fashion. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's crazy. Like it, their t-shirts are like one fifty, and there's like hundreds like of different styles and thing. I just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's I've I've tried. Um, I mean, not tried. I haven't shopped there since I started learning about all this stuff or gone to anything on Pretty Little Thing and things like that. Because I actually used to work with Pretty Little Thing. Like I used to do um YouTube hauls for them. And then when I started getting educated on the, all this, I was like, I can't support something like this um, yeah. just because of all the information. And I think it's good just to preach this and stuff. That's why I'm really happy you're coming on just so the listeners can, you know, learn a little bit about it and hopefully incorporate it into their daily life. Yeah, 100%. And I like that you walk the walk. And yeah, don't be ashamed to say that you used to shop there because I used to shop at places too. But mm. I think that's good to talk about because then people feel like it's not as hard to switch. And, oh, I, and no. I think, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, don't be ashamed about it. Talk about it. And yeah, be proud. Yeah, no, completely. I'm, I've been going to charity shops and just having a little route around and trying to give it that way because I just it really it really shocked me but I want to ask is when did you actually start all this I'm not sure if you said it previously but when did you start uh recloseted yeah so it hasn't even been a year yet which is kind of crazy so really? formally started last August yeah oh, it's thank so you good so and I love the thank way you have really long captions on your posts and they're really informative it's not like you're just trying to get a post up like they're really all they're so thank educational you. yeah that's definitely the goal like I don't want to just post to post I want to post to inform so yeah oh yeah that's so cool I can't believe it was only a year ago so a year ago were you uh consuming fast fashion or was this something that you like obviously you were educating yourself a bit before you started recloseted so was that like when was the when did you start learning all about this yeah I probably started my journey about two years ago and then I was doing like research and trying to combat my own shopping addiction and doing like little experiments on myself for about a year and then as you probably know like starting a business Mm -hmm. there's a lot of back-end work that goes into it so yeah yeah, I love that. And I wanted to know as for the listeners as well as me is like, who, what should we be supporting? Like, is there any brands that, you know, that aren't, aren't fast fashion or is there like, all, would all the brands that we need to support are the ones that really aren't unknown? They'd be more like local. Would that be the case? Yeah, good question. So I list a, I have a directory of brands in the handbook as well, Mm -hmm. but I would recommend doing local because like starting your own business is so tough. And a lot of these local brands 
are genuinely doing so much good in the world. Like in Vancouver, I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. A client of mine that I do consulting for, she literally has plants in her garden and she grows them so that she can naturally dye her clothes. So there's no synthetic chemicals in it. It's crazy. I love that. Yeah, like to put that kind of heart in, like Zara or H&M would never do that. Like granted, they're (laughs) producing at mass scale, but still like they would never even consider something like that, you know? So I think supporting local and supporting their initiatives is so, so, so important. Yeah. And um, if you can't afford local sustainable brands because, you know, typically they are more expensive, then I would definitely recommend secondhand shopping and thrifting because, again, you're diverting things from the landfill. No new materials were made to make the garment. So that's also another accessible way for people to get into fashion sustainability because I know it can be expensive sometimes. Mm, I know. And I think some people hearing it for the first time can find it daunting. They're like, where do I start shopping? Like, where do I even begin? Because they don't have a clue but that's that's a really good idea thank you so much um and I love that you always say there is no planet b I've noticed you've said that a few times I love that punchline so much yeah it's definitely one that resonates with me because it's so true Mm. this is all we've got and we need to take care of the planet because it's our home you know so I know I do you know um I think his name is Lil Dicky he's like a rapper in America yeah I've heard of him yeah he just came out I watched him on the Ellen show a few weeks ago and he came on and he basically got I think it was 30 of the most famous um singers in the world so like Justin Bieber Ariana Grande and they saw, sang a song about the earth um to raise awareness because he said I think he said something like if we don't do something within the next six years like all this is going to take place in our lifetime like in this century um and it was, I was wondering if you'd heard the song because it's all about like how to just save global warming. Yeah, I've heard the song. I think the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I know. In a good way. Yeah. Um, and it's also a little cheeky, which is fun. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's great. Like we need more awareness raising and it's great that he had such big names yeah completely there oh completely it, so yeah no I really admired that as well as like you know Leonardo DiCaprio when he got his Oscar it was like his speech was about global warming I also think it's amazing that there's some really big role models out there mm-hmm. mm. oh yeah so obviously when you're going to be seeing like I'm definitely going to watch the movie True Cost movie now after this um but it was a little bit of an insight into the fashion industry and like how it's produced um because I'm not I don't know too much about that and everything like that but you were saying that they don't really get paid is that the case oh yeah so the garment workers so I also did a podcast episode on this because it was fashion revolution week Mm -hmm. about a month ago and I can send you that link but I'm going to generalize a little bit here and say majority of the garment workers aren't paid what they deserve. And in a lot of factories, typically overseas, but even in Canada or, you know, Europe or Australia, there are factories that are unethical as well. But Mm -hmm. I'm just going to generalize for the sake of this. Yeah, of course. A lot of them aren't treated fairly. And so what that looks like is... The factories will be, you know, kind of run down, not the best conditions. Um, You know, Rana Plaza happened about six years ago where a factory collapsed and over a thousand people died because they just didn't fix it. And that's ridiculous. Oh my goodness, Mm. that's awful. Yeah, it's awful. And beyond just the unsafe working conditions, a lot of them are also harassed. So be it, you know, verbally or God forbid, you know, sexually, Mm -hmm. but that goes on too. And then 
last but not least, they're not paid what they actually deserve. So in the podcast episode, we did a deep dive onto Bangladesh and we did, we looked into how much it costs to live there. So rent and food. And what we calculated was that they were making about 45 cents USD per hour. And that was like barely covering rent kind of in the suburbs where they would have to transit two hours. So that's just kind of perspective. And I think why this is happening is because big brands like Zara, H&M, what have you, Mm -hmm. they continually want to make more margin and more profit. So they turn back and start pressing the factories and telling them that they can only afford you know, X dollars for wages. And if they can't pay it, they're just going to take it down to the next factory. So that's what's happening. And then on the very end of the chain, consumers are used to paying $15 for a t-shirt. And if you think about it, if you're paying $15 for a t-shirt and Zara and H&M need to make money and they have to pay you the retail staff and the store and the materials, like what cut is going to be left over for the person who actually put it together, right? Mm-hmm. Like we kind of need to ask ourselves, who's paying the cost when I'm only paying $15 for a t-shirt? Mm-hmm. No, that honestly breaks my heart. Just thinking about that, it really yeah. does break my heart. It's so sad that, you know, these big face, like these big brands, you don't really know the backstory of what's like going on behind it. And I think especially again, like with the whole influencer culture and me, myself included, when I was doing YouTube polls, is like people are doing fashion hauls on YouTube like every other day so people are getting like pumped to wear like information about new clothing, new items to that like they need to purchase. Yeah, 100% and it's it kind of breaks my heart because they're promoting more consumption mm-hmm. and that's the last thing we need right now. I like know. we don't need more clothes, we need less. <laughs> I know. I actually follow this I followed this YouTuber a while ago and um she I'm not going to say her name of course, but she's my age and she does about three to four fashion clothing clothing hauls per week like that's her whole YouTube channel is just clothing and like it blows my mind like how much clothes she must have and how much and she's getting about 150,000 views per haul and it's making me think like how many people that's influencing to go out and buy those clothes and that's so when I found out all this it really did like freak me out and it's like I don't know how that's going to be stopped but I think it's just spreading more awareness. Yeah, I think it's just spreading awareness, getting people to change their viewpoint and think that it's okay to wear something more than once and that it's not okay to be buying an absurd amount of clothes because it has such a bad impact on the environment. Um, But yeah, and I think brands are getting it. Like a lot of brands are seeing that consumers are caring about sustainability and they're shifting. Like for example, H&M does have a sustainability department now and they are trying. Mm -hmm. So it's promising to see that things are shifting Mm -hmm. even amongst all this chaos. Completely, completely. Um, And I want to ask is what would a typical day for you be um, with your company? So like the minute you get up to the minute you get to sleep, you don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want to, but I'm just curious. Yeah, it's a good question. (laughs) No day is the same, which is probably similarly to you. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it really depends. So sorry, I never got to say, but so there's the consumer side, but there's also the business side. Uh So on the business side, I have a business marketing background and I do consulting for sustainable fashion brands. So sometimes I'm on client calls and client meetings, helping them scale their business. Or other times, you know, I'm working on the consumer side, like planning out content for Instagram or recording podcasts. Yeah, it really depends. Um, But I do try to aim for some sort of balance Mm -hmm. or, you know, breaks because I think it's so important. Like it's not just all about the hustle. It's also about the mental health, taking care of yourself and all of that. So 
I've recently got into meditating and I think it's so, so, so therapeutic and healing for the brain. So yeah. My mom swears by it. She does it for like 10 minutes every morning and I I need to get back into it. But it does, it is really amazing because it kind of, you kind of go outside your head and you get to observe your thoughts instead of like listening to them thinking it's your own voice, if that makes sense. Like when you meditate, you have such more clarity in your brain. Yeah, 100%. And you also need a break for your brain, right? Like we're Mm. so... We're so like stigmatized with everything, like notifications, texts, like pings, noises. It's good just to take a break and calm down from it because when your mind is so cluttered, I feel like there's no space to be creative or think strategically. So yeah, yeah, I'm so important. I I think I've heard this quote and it's like, you should be exercising your mind. You should be taking care of your mind just as much as like you take care of your body. Like for example, going to the gym, like it's just as important to Mm -hmm. work on your mind as it is to do that. But also I find with you, um, you know, like having the, this is kind of the thing I want to get back to as well is when you have a job such as all your marketing is on social media like you have your phone with you 24 7 I sometimes find it quite hard to switch off because obviously your work is kind of in your phone as well do you ever find it like hard to switch off like because some people can just like you know come home from work at five o'clock that's their work done but whereas like you could be like oh I could be posting this or I could be recording a podcast or I could be doing this yeah, it's it's really it's a really good point and it's something I definitely struggled with, mm-hmm. but I think in recent months I've gotten a lot better with it. I think you just need to realize that at the end of the day, like no one's dying and it's fine if I don't respond to this DM (laughs) right away, you know? And what I actually ended up doing was like one weekend, I was feeling like I was burning out quite honestly. And I just deleted all the apps off my phone, put my phone on airplane mode. And like, it was so needed. Um, I love that. And I just felt so good the Tuesday I turned everything back on. So sometimes you just need to hit the reset button. And I think at the end of the day, you just have to set boundaries too. like I try not to check my phone after 9.30 or 10 anymore. And yeah, it's just all about realizing that like at the end of the day, if you miss a notification or you don't reply to this comment right away, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's gonna, no one died. <laughs> no one's gonna <laughs> yeah. send you hate mail. I'm just yeah, exactly. amazed though. Like it's incredible that you only started the business a year ago and it's going so well. Yeah, thank you. I think it's all about though working hard, but also working smart. And that's Mm -hmm. definitely something I teach my clients because they put some people can put so much love and energy and effort into something. But if it's not the right strategy, it's going to take you so, so, so much longer. So yeah, it's definitely about working hard, but also working smart. Yeah. And writing the book as well. Did you like set time limits or did you just write a page every other day or did you just like completely just write it all out? Or how how did you go about doing that? Because when I think about like writing a book I'm currently writing an ebook but it's like an e-journal I guess you could say because it's not half as long as yours like it'll only be about 15 pages um and like just the thought of doing a book I I would never know where to start like a proper one so I'd love to know how you went about doing that because that really interests me yeah for sure so Again, never my intention to write a book, never thought I'd be a self-published author, but it was just all the research. Like when I was looking up all of the facts and figures, because I was genuinely so concerned and so passionate about it, Mm -hmm. I started taking down notes because there were so many facts and I just couldn't keep it straight. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, like if I arrange this all together, it would actually be a really, really good book. And so I started writing after I did all the research. And yeah, it wasn't like a page a day. It was kind of just whenever I was feeling it and in the flow, you know, I would just write. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I definitely 
probably burned out a little bit after I wrote it because I feel like I gave digital birth (laughs) (laughs) I'd say it was such a rewarding feeling though yeah 100% yeah now it's so cool to see that my work is out there and so 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 heartwarming when I get messages that are like I never knew about this but this has changed my life like I don't shop fast fashion anymore my closet is so intentional like getting things like that really warms my heart and makes my day so it's it's definitely worth it yeah yeah no for sure I can't wait to read it I'm gonna have to get it straight after this because I'm just I'm so interested in all this and I'm gonna have to watch the movie as well it's on Netflix is there any other um movies or documentaries I guess you should I should say documentaries and um, that you would recommend uh watching yeah there's another one that's really shocking it's called River Blue Mm -hmm. and I think you might have to pay for it I don't think it's on Netflix but I think it's under five dollars but I highly recommend it as well it talks about the denim industry Mm. and denim is a whole other thing that just shocks me really high level yeah like high level the blue color for denim is a dye it's called an indigo dye Uh and a lot of areas in the world that dye is basically going into people's water sources like their rivers and their oceans and that's people's drinking water bathing water and also think about all the organisms and the animals that live in it Mm. so it's just so toxic and so polluting it's it's very shocking so that's another one I would recommend that's crazy because I was actually having this this discussion with my mom I only started eating fish like recently like a couple months ago and then I don't know if are you are you vegetarian or are you or just you eat normally yeah, so I used to eat normally. I'm trying to cut down now. So I'm I'm pescatarian now and I'm going to eventually move to being more like vegetarian mm-hmm. or plant-based. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know if I just, well, I'll say this anyway, but um, no, I, I that's amazing. Um, but it, I just was like learning a little bit about like fish and how what we're, what like is getting polluted into the sea. The fish is obviously eating or absorbing and then it's going back into our bodies, which really like scared me when I heard about that. Um. And it's sad because like a while ago, like that wouldn't have been the case. It's because we're we're polluting the seas. Yeah, and I don't know if you've heard about microplastics. Have you heard about microplastics? No, I haven't. Oh my God. Okay, so this is a whole other thing that I'm so passionate about and it really blew my mind. So high level polyester and acrylics and a lot of the more synthetic or chemically made garments mm-hmm. When we wash them, this is gonna this is gonna shock you, but when you when we wash them, little bits of plastic come out from them mm-hmm. and it's called microplastics. They're about like five millimeters in length. So super small. Mm-hmm. But the problem is our washing machines can't catch it because it's so fine. And then our city's <clears throat> water sources also can't catch it because it's so fine. But then when it reaches the oceans or the rivers or the seas, fish will eat it because it kind of looks like food. Typically, it's kind of colorful. And then it lasts in there because it's plastic. And then when we eat the fish or whatever, there's plastic essentially in us too. So it's super crazy. Oh my goodness. That's so... Not gross isn't the word. That's just really sad and scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it's, gosh. It's crazy. Um, so currently the only solution is something called a guppy friend bag and I can send you the link and Mm -hmm. I think uh, Patagonia stores usually sell them but 
It's essentially just this washing bag that you can get and you put all your polyester and acrylic shirts in there. So at least it will catch all the microplastics. And then once you're done washing it, you can kind of scoop the bits of plastic out and then you throw them away, which isn't the best solution because it still ends up in the landfills. But at least, you know, it's, it's not, in not going into our food chain. Yeah. yeah, that's also crazy. Like when you I probably it's probably crazy in the sense you get to see it and then you're like, oh, my gosh, this is what what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of things where you like know and you're like, I kind of wish I didn't knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, compl- I think it's so important to, to you know, educate people. That's why I was really excited to get you on because I, I really only started learning about this only a few weeks ago when I started following this girl on Instagram um, and she just spoke about it all and I was just blindsided to it all before. Like I had absolutely no clue, you know, Um like my mm-hmm. it was like the biggest dream when like pretty little thing we're like oh we'll send you out clothes and I had the, like it was like the coolest thing and now I'm like no 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 that like I can't support something like that anymore you know because like yeah it just, exactly you don't usually know what goes on behind closed doors or in, not closed doors in that sense but um you know what I mean so it's just I'm I'm definitely gonna have to watch the movie and everything like that and I'm just glad that I can educate my listeners in any way I can like it, spreading the word is probably the most important thing yeah it's great it's that you're doing this so thank you for doing this but I would also say like I was pretty tough on myself when I found out too because I was like oh oh I'll shoot but like I should have (laughs) I should have bought all those things but it's like these companies are wired to have marketing and like emails and Instagrams that really push you to buy so like don't feel too bad Mm. but now that you know definitely raise awareness and like do your part oh completely and I would say there's probably like a lot of local sustainable brands that would love to work with you so maybe just do some research and find find those ones instead Mm -hmm. no completely um no I'm so grateful you jumped on that and thank you so much I just feel like I've learned so much and also I'll link the your ebook and all the links to your podcast and your everything in the show notes awesome yeah and we can probably do 10% off for your listeners yeah. uh, we'll figure out the code and you can link it there too yeah I just can to help incentivize them to learn more oh for sure I'm sure everyone will get it I want to I'll put it um just a recording at the end I'll say the discount code once we find it out and then we can you know pop it on and everything like that but where can people so where can awesome. people find you? I know it's going to be in the show notes, but you can say it if you like. <laughs> yeah, we're just at recloseted, so R E closet E D, and that's our social handles for everything. And then our website is just www.recloseted.com. Okay, perfect. Well, that was amazing, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this. And thank you so 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 much. It was lovely talking to you, Selena. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And I'm so glad that we're having these conversations. It's so needed. And I hope that everyone continues to have these conversations. Thank you so much. I can't wait to release this podcast. I think everyone needs to hear it. And I think it'll be very informative and educational. So thank you so much. So guys, that was the end of the podcast. I really hope you guys enjoyed and I hope this isn't too daunting or too worrying. I don't want you to go into scarcity mode after listening to this. I just think incorporate what you can, support the companies that you believe that are, you know, making a difference in this world and just start researching about sustainability. Go to charity shops, everything like that. We're all in this like together, as Celine said, um, and we all have the power to change the world, but we just need to do it through small changes. See, I really hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, make sure to take a screenshot, pop it on your Instagram story, follow my podcast Instagram at Blonde Bible Podcast, as well as me doing one-on-one confidence coaching. 
I have a confidence bootcamp ebook that just came out. So you've got to get it. It's amazing. It breaks down all the strategies, the keys to, you know, becoming as confident as possible and manifesting your dream life, as well as my YouTube channel where I upload weekly self-development videos. I love you all so much and I will chat to you in my next one. Bye.